Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Hormone Lifestyle Zone. I'm your host, Meg Ricci, and I'd like to welcome back my loyal listeners. Thank you so much for joining me today. And if you are new, I am over the moon that you've decided to hang out for the next hour. So please subscribe, my sweet new lovelies, on iTunes or Spotify. But I'd like to just share something with you. And I I do this every time before I go into a a recording uh, episode. I imagine that all of you sweet, lovely women are sitting in a living room with like a ton of sofas that are really, really comfy. And you're kind of moving over to allow, shimmying over to allow new listeners to come in and listen to the show. And I love to create that type of atmosphere, that feeling in my brain, because it allows me to feel as if you're right here in front of me. So again, I am delighted to have you here. I created this podcast series to help all of you women with to demystify your hormonal issues, your struggles, and the many challenges that dance in between. And I do my best to choose topics that are current and that will hit home for you because it hits home for me. Smart, intelligent information is knowledge that allows all of you to make informed health choices and decisions in your life. There's a lot of good info out there, and there's a lot of scary information. I want to help provide a bit more discerning clarity. So today's podcast, Detoxification, What's Up With Your Mitochondria? This podcast is a continuation of the conversation I had on the previous episode with my lovely guest. Everyone's lovely today because you're just, all of you ladies are. With my guest, Sandy Bargeron. She is also today's cohort. I invited her back to the show. And Sandy, again, she is a double board physician's assistant with a degree in general practice medicine and additional master's in anesthesiology. Sandy focuses on chronic fatigue, Lyme disease, COVID long hauler syndrome, holistic anesthesia recovery. This is the woman I send clients to that have an array of symptoms. Her jam is chronic fatigue. She is exquisite at figuring out issues with Lyme. So I'm excited to have Sandy on the show today. And again, I would like to recommend to listeners, please listen to the previous episode on constipation and American epidemic. Because if you are struggling with constipation, it's going to be impossible for you to detox. So if you're going one or less bowel movements daily, please listen to this podcast. Chronic illness has dramatically been on the rise for the past few years. We're not talking decades anymore. We're talking months and years. Nearly 60% of American adults have at least one chronic illness. We're going to talk about that further in this podcast. More than two-thirds of all deaths are caused by heart disease, cancer, stroke, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, diabetes. Do you know that so much of this is preventable? Mm-hmm. And nearly 40% of Americans will be diagnosed with cancer in their lifetime. I have nine other brothers and sisters. There's 10 of us. That would mean four members in my family, four siblings, would have cancer 
in their lifetime. Knock on wood, no one does. My parents did, but that's another story. Then my dad had prostate cancer and my mother actually had liver cancer due. She had hepatitis C and that was due to a blood transfusion after she had a hysterectomy. So that's another podcast. But here's something interesting, and this is information Sandy shared with me, and I wanted to throw out this statistic because it blew my mind. Blue Cross Blue Shield, early onset dementia in commercially insured Americans increased by 373% between 2013 to 2017. We're talking about people between the ages of 45 to 54. 45 to 54. This is frightening. There's another lovely statistic, and this is a this hits home for me because of so many of the women I work with with fertility issues and trying to have healthy babies. One in every 30 kids in the United States today are born somewhere on the autism spectrum. 50%, 50 percent increase since 2017. It's not that we're getting better at diagnosing this. I I mean, come on, please. Do you really, really, really? Suddenly we're better in the past five years? No. Children today are being born with a toxic load, a toxic burden because of what their mothers are exposed to during their fetal development. And these mothers are going into pregnancy with a toxic burden. This is why I place women on a detox protocol for a few months prior to getting pregnant, including their husbands, which sometimes they're a little resistant, but it's so crucial. Your baby's constitution is a reflection of mom and dad. We have to lower that toxic burden. So it's not just about getting pregnant. We need to be focusing on healthy babies. And that's what I say to my clients. When you work with me, your baby's my client. You're a vessel for that child. We, all of us, are swimming in a sea of toxins, literally and figuratively. Detoxification is so much more than a three-day juice fast. It's more than just taking supplements. It's a synergistic approach that targets and supports cellular health, specifically honing in on the integrity of the mitochondria. Your mitochondria are the powerhouses in your cells. They are the batteries. And Sandy and I will be deconstructing what is defined as detoxification and help listeners understand what is the foundation. How do we start that process? So maybe you've been diagnosed with chronic fatigue syndrome maybe lupus, maybe your sister was just diagnosed with MS or early onset Alzheimer's. Something has to take place in the body that may have started months ago, years ago, possibly decades ago prior to leading up to your diagnosis of a disease, or maybe you were experiencing symptoms that your doctor cannot explain. We're also going to take a look at the liver as part of the dysfunction. Your liver, I always say this, is like the main filter in the pool. If the pool is murky, you can either continue to throw water in the pool or get inside those filters and clear the gunk out. Mitochondrial dysfunction creates the inability for a person to detox. Your mitochondria is the starting point of where illness begins 
disease begins, cancer begins, or why you're so damn tired or you can barely get out of bed. It starts on a cellular level. Your cells make up your tissue, your muscle, your organs, your endocrine system, your nervous system, your reproductive system, your brain, your heart. This is where we need to focus our attention. This is where we must look at the various factors that compromise and assault the mitochondria and our ability to detox efficiently. So Sandy, join me. I'm so happy you're here today. Welcome <laughs> on the Hormone Lifestyles on Love. love. Good morning. I'm happy to be here. It's such a joy. I love talking about this stuff. Literally, I think most of my consultations are educating people exactly on this topic, on the mitochondria. Well, I, I have to share with our listeners, Sandy, how many times a day do you and I speak? How many times a day do I what? How many times a day do you and I chat? A few times a day? At least twice. <laughs> we At we least always twice join in the morning and then we might might right. uh, just do a little debriefing in the afternoon and, you know, cross consultations. <laughs> like We do. We talk do about think? clients. This is this, But this is the stuff that we talk about. As I said, your jam is that mysterious, these illnesses, these, and you'll go into this, the viruses, the pathogens, the things that are not being picked up on traditional testing mm -hmm. that you're able to address with your clients. Mm -hmm. And you know, and this is a big deal. And I look at the hormonal stuff that that goes along with this. Yeah, there's definitely crossover. So, <laughs> yes. So let's. Where do you want to start? You know, we look at the mitochondria. Do you want to take a little deeper dive in the mitochondria and explain about the electrons and <laughs> the, 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 the geeky stuff in a way that I think people really would benefit from understanding? People say. Well, what do you mean that the mitochondria is a powerhouse? And you mean I can, if if I'm sick, what happens to mitochondria? Do I lose them? Where do they go? Yeah. How do I make more? Yeah. I think it's helpful to make it less scary because I know that some people have like yeah. PTSD from like eighth grade science classes or physics <laughs> classes. And so, you know, I get it because those are, it's so abstract and I don't know how long ago everybody had those classes where they learned a little about the mitochondria. But I remember thinking, hmm, I don't know if I'm going to ever use this. Like, hmm. But it really is foundational. That little critter, that mitochondria, which every cell is packed with thousands. Your brain cells are packed with, in fact, one neuron contains usually about a million to 10 million mitochondria. <laughs> so that's a lot of mitochondria. They're really important. That's a lot. And what we learned back in eighth grade science, I would say that's what it was, is that it's the powerhouse of the cell, right? It's your battery. It's the battery. It's where all the energy, the ATP is the energy source that we need, right? And that mm. makes sense when you're starting to think about the muscle, the muscle needs ATP, blah, blah, blah. But here's the thing. The mitochondria is profoundly complex. It is just profoundly complex. And what's really interesting is in the last, I would say, 15 years, the research on it has exploded. We just have discovered all the things that it does. And it's far more than just making energy. Um, and what's so interesting and why it's relevant to our, our, our clients is that because it, it's not just the, the mitochondria doesn't just act as a powerhouse. It actually has other roles to play. And the one that matters 
is, at least in my practice, is really important that I like to drive home to my clients who are just, their brains are on fire. They can't think. Mm. They have brain fog. And remember I said, like, the nerve cell has about 10 million mitochondria per nerve cell because it's supposed to, because it's the main hub of keeping you you moving and doing and integrating with the world around you. But the mitochondria, when it is under threat, so when the body is under threat, even if you just have the flu, the mitochondria leaves, this is what I said in my blog, I think it kind of helps. I just think this is so wild. I love this. People, I love, I think it helps to visualize this. The, the mitochondria yeah. leave the cell. So imagine they're the little factory workers in the cell making the energy. I mean, you can just imagine them working there, making the energy, right? All of a sudden there's a threat outside of the cell and the immune system. So they just they deploy. They deploy and become part of combat, okay? And so they leave the cell. The mitochondria leaves the cell, and it becomes part of the immune system. And it starts acting as part of the immune signaling and improving and enhancing the way the immune system communicates with itself. And it gets far more complicated than that, but just that's simple enough for the audience to understand. But so what happens, do you think, to your brain and all the cells that need that mitochondria to you know, be energetic, those, those cells start having a little bit of a struggle doing their regular job. So while the, you know, mitochondria is acting as the immune system, the immune system is keeping you alive and protected from the threat. Now right. say the mitochondria have left the brain. Now you've got brain fog or you're just so fatigued. Think about when you have the flu, what do you want to do? You want to Or when COVID, my brain was rattled yes. when I had COVID. I couldn't think. And so this is something um, that's been described by a scientist called Dr. Navio. And he, he describes something called cell danger response. And it is just fascinating. And it's broken down into like four phases. But to, the short story is this, is the idea, the way that the mitochondria were meant to act is they, they're meant to deploy. They're meant to go address and support the immune system as it's under threat. And then it's, mm -hmm. it's meant to re-enter the cell with a degree of, it's like they went and worked out, right? They're healthier. They're more of, um, mm -hmm. ready for the mm -hmm. next threat. The cell now mm -hmm. is going to be a little bit more robust and ready and handle threats better the next time. That's the idea. So they leave the cell, mm -hmm. work out and kill and well, they don't kill, but they, they communicate with the yeah. cells that do and come back and make a healthier cell. That's called hormesis. So what do you think is happening today? But what because happens I, is the threat yeah. doesn't subside, right? So we have these stealth infections like Lyme, I call Lyme and Bartonella and Babesia, all these low grade underlying mm -hmm. stealth infections that people are definitely being exposed to on a larger level than you think. I'm just thinking of Justin Bieber. He was diagnosed with Lyme, oh, right? <laughs> and there was, there was some, I read somewhere. He needs to work with you. <laughs> the Bachelor. There was a, a guy on The Bachelor. He's like one of the first bachelors. I don't know. I don't watch that show, but I read the article and it said he's, he went for two years undiagnosed to multiple different doctors until they finally discovered he had Lyme, chronic Lyme, and he started to get better. So, but my point is this, is that because there's this low grade underlying threat now, it could be Lyme, it could be Partnell, it could be all those things, the stealth infections, or it could be you know, the stealth infections, or it could just be the fact that you've got a ton of toxins in the body. 
Okay. And you're not clearing them well. So let's talk about some of those toxins. Yeah. Well, let me just, just to interject a few. Let me just finish the thought on the yeah. mitochondria because that helps people understand why they stay in brain fog. And in COVID, I've seen it. it I really see it, those clients. Mm-hmm. The, the mitochondria leave and they get stuck out there redressing a threat and they can't mm-hmm. re-enter the cell. And as long as they are outside of the cell acting as part of your immune system, oh, wow. it's not producing the energy for, say, your neurons to do their job. And so mm-hmm. chronic massive brain fog, yeah, that's that's why. <laughs> There's something going on. What is it? We have to figure it out. What? So if it's right. toxins, well, you know, we need to know what toxins and so we can address them. Yeah. And that's where the testing comes right. in. Right. So and those mm-hmm. those toxins can be from environmental toxins. Mm-hmm being exposed to glyphosate, some plastics. It can be constipation. You have a buildup of bacteria Mm -hmm. in the body that continues to expand and grow because you're not having regular bounce. Yes, yes, it does. That's actually the the, the bacteria. It does, and that poop is called biotoxins. Yeah, and I think a really big one is mold, mycotoxins. Mm -hmm. I think that that is so... It's under the radar. People, you know, we're not looking at that as much, or at least in conventional medicine, they're not looking at that. So you get a combination and you see Mm -hmm. in your practice and I see it in mine are the mycotoxins, the heavy metals, Mm -hmm. and you see a lot of the viruses. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the other thing, you know, I'm kind of touching on the the big picture of what the mitochondria, but within Mm -hmm. the cell, how it does it, it's very important. This is an important little nuance that I want people to know, even if you're not bio, a biologist, <laughs> just know that they use and need electrons to do their job. And the electrons are energy sources that we get from living things. So food would be an electron source. Um, anything that can donate, readily donate an electron is going to help support the mitochondria to do its job because it's that's part of its biological function and why that's important. And I'm going to tie it back to what you were saying. I'm not just getting on soapbox by myself over here (laughs) is because when, what really defines a toxin and in the electrical sense or in the electrophysiology sense is that it actually is something that will steal an electron. It's an unstable element that will that needs another electron. And so if you've got to- a bunch of toxins in your body, they are robbing your cells of electrons. And that in turn turns off the ability of the mitochondria to do its job. Does that make sense? Yeah. They don't have enough energy. Yeah. It's an ever-ready battery that's dying. Right. Right. So, that's what I always think of. I think of them as little, little, those ever ready batteries. You got to get the toxins and that's why out. People, <laughs> you got to get them out. You got to get the toxins. And this is why people get sick a lot too. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a contributing factor. Mm-hmm. If their mitochondria is, is depleted, compromised. So the question is, what can we do? Or I should say, maybe I'll take a step back and we'll talk about what we should do. Contributing factors, not just external environmental factors. We're also looking at, are we having a diet, a a nutrient-dense diet? Right. Sugar, 
just wreaks havoc on the mitochondria. Right. Yeah. The sugar, you know, it just acts processed like, foods. It acts like the, the a tox, uh, electron stealer, hundred percent. It, it is. It is. It just robs the body. There is nothing. How do I say this? There's nothing good to say about sugar. Really? No. Mm-mm. You have a little visitor right now. It's okay. Sandy's daughter just came in to say hi. Let's have her say hi. Hi, honey. You're on the Hormone Lifestyle Zone. And tell everyone your name. What's your name? Good. Hi, Hattie. I'm so glad you could join us. I love your PJs. Mom and I are going to get back to having an awesome conversation, okay? See you later, sweet pea. (laughs) Love you. I love your daughter. She's so cute. She's got the best smile. She actually so, was sick the other um, day. And yeah. so you get to uh, practice your principles of like, this is all theoretical, right? Until you're sick. Mm-hmm. And she was really not happy. <laughs> she doesn't get sick well. <laughs> I mean, Aww. she had a low grade fever. Her throat was hurting. My noggin hurts. My neck hurts. <laughs> My noggin hurts. <laughs> so... So, mommy, what'd you do? Well, I did a lot of the energetic types of treatment. Of course, I did vitamin C and uh, ALA, and these are important things to support your mitochondria as well. we'll talk about that. Yeah. We did some binders. Alpha-lipoic acid. We bumped up some yeah. binders because you're making, a, if you've got an acute infection, you're, you've got a lot of bacteria or viruses pooping. You need to clean up that. And what a binder is, and we can discuss that, the binder can be a combination. It can be clay, charcoal, the binders that you and I use have fulvic and humic acid in them, and they pull toxins out of the body. That's the way. Magnificent. Yeah, that's really Hmm? elegant. That's really an elegant. It really is. The way it works, it's really, it's atomic. It's really cool. So there's so much that we can do. So people are like, what's what's making my mitochondria? What's going on? Well, when you're feeling really, really tired mm-hmm. and really, really fatigued, mm-hmm. we're going to take a look at a variety of factors that could be compromising the mitochondria. Mm-hmm. And guess what compromises the mitochondria? And you know this. Sleep, lack of sleep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We need recovery time. Mm-hmm. We'll go in a little more in depth into this. We have to look at nutrition. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we'll go into some supplements and things that people can do. Mm-hmm. But nutrition is crucial. Mm-hmm. So when people say, oh, I want to have a cheat day and have sugar, I would be saying, why is it one or the other? How do we create the balance? I would challenge your to- audience on this because yeah. if they're maybe a little bit more holistic minded, but they have cheat days, I, I would challenge just the average person to just pay attention, maybe take a little, make a little journal. And over Thanksgiving, when you do enjoy uh, enjoy a little bit more pumpkin pie and apple pie and things, this is right before Thanksgiving. So see how, how you feel. See if you have more inflammation in joints. Notice if you have a sore throat. For me, if I have simple sugars, even alcohol, I get a sore throat the next day. <laughs> like, what is going on? This is insane. Now, I'm very sensitive and aware of what's going on, but mm-hmm. I would challenge people to do that because self-awareness is, it's amazing how you start noticing. Well, that's why I think it's journaling is really helpful. It's not about counting the calories. It's just getting a sense of how do you feel during the course of the week? Mm-hmm. And I've done this when with people, they'll be like, oh, I had gas and bloat on Tuesday and Wednesday. What did you eat on 
Sunday and Monday. Mm -hmm. You know, how is that influencing you? Have you ever noticed that during the the week, there are days that you start feeling better? Mm -hmm. Have you noticed that if you started reincorporating meat into your diet, Mm -hmm. your energy gets improves? Or if it doesn't improve, then we want to take a look at what's going on with your digestion so you're not breaking the food down to get gas in the tank. The degree of inflammation that simple sugars cause that really to yeah. bring it right back to the mitochondria really turn off the mitochondrial yeah. ability to do its job. And so if you're yeah. already dealing with a sickness, this is the time that you cut out your sugars. This is the yes. time you do it. If you're got the flu, you've got, you know, this, I've seen people getting COVID all the season. A lot of people are getting it. You need mm-hmm. to cut your sugar out. I mean, don't sit there and band-aid with, you know, your vitamin C and your all these things without cutting out your sugar. <laughs> cut your sugar out. Well, you know, David Perlmutter is a wonderful doctor, and he's written a book called Drop Acid. And he's all about mitochondrial function and cutting out the high fructose. Mm-hmm. Because that just damages, Mm -hmm. that damages the mitochondria. So a lot of times when people are are feeling ill, again, Mm -hmm. looking at how you're eating and what you're eating. Mm -hmm. When I started in this world, you know, I I gave a little bit of that story with my my children with ADHD and working through that process, you know, naturally and getting them off of medicines and keeping them off of medicines. The first thing that I did dietarily the very first thing, because I had just seen just so much about it, and this is 12, 13 years ago, is read labels for high fructose corn syrup. I know it's more commonly, people are more commonly aware of it now, but back then it was kind of like, whatever, you know? And what was shocking to me was where it was found, because I started reading the labels. Pickles had high fructose corn syrup in it. Pickles. I was like, horseradish. I was like, what in the world? Why are they putting concentrated sugar in products that should not be, they're savory, you know? It was fascinating, but that made a big difference. I mean, the liver gets fatty. I would say that non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, which is the number one type of cirrhosis, it's not not alcoholic cirrhosis, Mm -hmm. is caused by high sugar. So I had a client who was referred to me by a doc. And she said, I am so pissed off at Dr. Raphael. I said, why? He told me I have fatty liver. And I'm like, you do? I don't drink. I said, it has nothing to do with alcohol. I said, it's your diet. 100%. It's sugar. Sugar makes a fatty liver. Yeah. So I want to kind of segue now a, a little bit into the liver mm-hmm. and talk about methylation. Oh, yeah. And I think this is very important. We're looking at the mitochondria. These are the energy sites in the cell. We want to look at the liver. I mean, there are so many moving pieces to detoxification, right. but the, the liver is is a hub of for detoxing. Yeah. I'm going to let you leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to let you start, and then I'll, I'll chime yeah, in. Yeah, there's so much chemistry that happens in the liver. It's like, oh, it's like your chemistry pop. class. You know, you've got your... <laughs> You got your love class, which is your heart. <laughs> you got your yoga class, which is your lungs. <laughs> and then you've got your chemistry class, which is your liver. <laughs> like it is seriously your chemistry class. I would say chemistry and physics. The liver's pathways are chemistry. It's again, it's all chemistry, which means that's energetic. Electrons are really important. Mitochondria is really important. And what we're seeing is has 
I guess as the generations are going along and because of the exposure to toxins along the way, you know, mom, grandma, now inherited, now inherited, now inherited, we're seeing these Mm -hmm. alterations of pathways and even genes that control these pathways. So one of the most common gene mutations, I think super duper common is MTHFR, which is short for a long, I'm not going to say it because I'm going to pass it up. Yeah, it's a long enzyme. It's a it's an enzyme that's a, a gene that's important for turning on the pathway of methylation, which is really important. It's basically taking a carbon and hydrogen group and adding it to a toxin so that it can be moved out of the body. Okay, if you can't do that, then that's like like a first stage. You are going to build and build and build toxins. And the other thing is. It affects how you can metabolize folic acid and your B vitamins. And those actually will become mm. highly toxic to your body if you have this gene mutation. You take those in, in the wrong form, the unmethylated form, you will have problems. <laughs> and I want to just explain, folic acid is a synthetic version of B9, mm-hmm. which the methylated version allows clearer entry into the cells and methylated B vitamins. Mm -hmm. I've had clients who had significant MTHFR gene mutations. That's really relevant to your population because it does affect how, if you can get pregnant, it has a fertility aspect, a hundred percent. There's certain, Mm -hmm. there's multiple different variations of it. And one is particularly linked to infertility and it's linked to cancers because just think of it simply if you're blocking a pathway that's help that's necessary for removing toxins, toxins are going to do their job. They're going to run around your body stealing electrons, which ends up causing, in, in the practical sense, it ends up causing cell changes and gene, you know, you're going to replicate abnormal cells, which ends up being cancer, right? So that's really... Important. Well, also important for these women in detoxifying estrogen. A hundred percent, yeah. Methylation is is huge. That is why every woman, I don't, they're always on methylated vitamins. Mm-hmm. So really important to keep methylation optimal so women are detoxing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. those estrogen that they just don't need you know our body needs a certain level and whatever we don't need is excreted through the bowels Mm -hmm. and something that i learned in my holistic um, education that i didn't fully appreciate and as i was being trained in pharmacology and all the things that i had my two to to practice you know going through school twice (laughs) i call myself a practical pharmacist because i did like two solid years of pharmacology and all that jazz. And you learn a lot about the cell pathways doing that. But I did not know, I did not fully understand like phase one, phase two, phase three detoxification. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to go too much in detail there, but just suffice it to say that these are the pathways in the liver that... Well, we could just say phase one is the gathering. Yep. It's the gathering and activating. Gathering and activating. This is really important because when you activate, what we're doing is adding an electron, making it more reactive. Phase two, because it's now activated, can grab the the molecules necessary for that are going to grab onto whatever you've activated, the toxins. And if you don't have enough of the phase two molecules, say, then you've got a really highly reactive toxin because phase one did its job. Yeah. 
they're not water soluble. Right. So phase one did its job and it's just going to recirculate even more reactively. Yeah. So it's really important that we support your liver through phase one and phase two. And phase three is obviously bile elimination, things like that. So inside the liver, we have to give, give the cells and the, the body what it needs to, to do phase one and to do phase two. And, you know, just to, to simplify it, it's making sure that the body in phase one has various B vitamins, B3, B6, B12, you right. need folate. We love methylated folate, B9. That's methylation pathway is really important in that stage. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and I'm going to say this, uh, you know, vitamin A, C, uh, D, I love milk thistle. Mm -hmm. Milk thistle to me is just an incredible herb mm -hmm. that really supports the liver. Have you had I, I just want to say, so... People are like, oh my God, Meg, how do I get all this? It's important to have a really good phytomultivitamin yes. that has methylated B vitamins mm -hmm. and also has minerals mm -hmm. and really good quality. Mm -hmm. The body is beautifully complex, but so is what God gave us in, in nature to consume. <laughs> so it's amazing how that symbiotic, symbiotic relationship can be utilized together. And you're looking at a supplement is to supplement mm -hmm. your diet. Mm -hmm. our, sadly, our soil is depleted. How much topsoil do we oh, have left now? Man. I mean, for I don't real, know. this a is a problem. Percent. This is a serious This is a big problem. You know, people are like, well, where do I get my vitamins and, nut and, and minerals? You get it from the food you eat, which comes from your soil. Mm -hmm. And our soil is so depleted, yep. even organic yep. food. Ask any is, farmer. You know, <laughs> ask any farmer. Uh, yeah. when I, I lived in Georgia and we had a little property that had a pretty good garden. But before mm -hmm. I got started, I just took the uh, soil to the whatever you call it, where you get the testing done, the extension center or whatever. And it was shocking. I don't know. And Georgia's got a lot of clay, which is, is very yes. rich in minerals. Oh my gosh. But you have to, to lighten the, um, the clay so that you can have, so things, roots can penetrate it. But that others, we had none of that topsoil to do that. It, and what we did had nothing in it. Like it was just dead. <laughs> it was horrible. I had to amend and amend and amend before I could even put a seed in the ground. And that's a great analogy for your clients. <laughs> As, yeah. You know, you really do need, you know, make sure that you're preparing the body rightly, amending and giving the minerals and giving and detoxifying, detoxifying, balancing it all before we put a seed in the ground, <laughs> before we try to fertilize a baby. Because, you know, you're going to have deficiencies and deficiencies are part of the problem, right? What are the three things I tell my clients um, or the three things I tell my clients are that the top categories of our issues are really toxicities, deficiencies and stress, yeah. right? And so we've talked about toxins and deficiencies, certainly your minerals, like you said. and your Well, yes. And I'll just interject. I had some lovely gal that was uh, going to sign up for my PCOS program and all of a sudden decided she wanted to be on a plant-based diet. Mm -hmm. And I value and respect people where they are, but when I'm working with women with polycystic ovarian syndrome and a lot of hormonal issues, plant-based diet is high in carbs mm -hmm. and low in protein. You know, for example, like 30 grams of protein for, let's say, chicken or beef or fish, I'm going to rent, it's going to be between like 200 and 250 calories. To get 30 grams of protein from beans, uh -huh. 
you'd be consuming close to 650 to 700 calories. Uh And people need at least 100 grams of protein a day. Uh So it's a very carb-based diet. Uh And those amino acids, and I'm going to, you know, you and I talked about this, and I want you to go further. The amino acids that we find in turkey and grass-fed beef and lamb and even chicken and pastured, obviously, and grass-fed is essential to help us have optimal detoxification. Yeah, so it's important to the liver. We talked last time a little bit about that master antioxidant that's kind of becoming a little bit more well-known, glutathione. I think there's a lot mm-hmm. of glutathione products on the market now. Yeah. And then, of course, the IV hydration centers that people just, oh, I think I'll just go get my IV and then see I'll be good. They're doing IV glutathione. And yeah, glutathione right. is an, it's really important for detoxification. It's a master antioxidant, but it's a, it's a molecule that's made of three different types of mm-hmm. acids. They're cysteine, glycine, and glutamic acid. And those molecules, those amino acids, they're found in your food sources. So a lot of times the reason you're deficient, I always ask why, why am I deficient? Why do I have to go get a glutathione supplement? Why don't? Mm-hmm. Why can't I? My body's supposed to make it. Like, why don't I have it? So ask yourself why and recognize it's likely because there's a deficiency in your sources. So if, I'll give you an example. You were kind of touching on it. Um, you know, your glutath- your glycine. Glycine is a, is really important in, in your um, glutathione. It's found in red meat. Primarily, this is the order. This is the order of my thumbs are up here. (laughs) The order (laughs) of the like, which has the most? What food source has the most? I'm going to list you the four top four. You got red meat. You got spirulina. Now, if you want a plant based source, you need to get raw spirulina, not the powdered on Amazon. Please, God, don't do that. (laughs) God, we could have a whole podcast on Amazon supplements. Turkey and chicken. Yeah, they're not good. Turkey and chicken. And then mm-hmm. seeds. Okay, so red meat, spirulina, turkey, chicken, and seeds. That's your source for glycine. All of them. All of them. Not one over the right. other. Well, because you know you don't just need glycine. You also need cysteine. Cysteine is primarily found in eggs and in the in the yellow eggs. And in fact, most functional pr- practitioners will say the runnier the be- the better, because when you have a runny yellow egg. You're getting a ton of cysteine from that yolk, okay, and it hasn't been cooked out, and so it's more bioavailable. So, you know, yellow eggs, beef, again, is the next source. Chicken, lentils are number four, and then pork, all right? And then glutamic acid, this is a little different, and this is also not the one that you need the most of for glutathione, but that's in your Parmesan, your mushrooms, your tomatoes, and your scallops. So there's only one meat there. But out of the three molecule amino acids that you have, that you need to make glutathione, two of those really require meat sources. So if you're going to get it yeah. regularly. Animal. And I know we, I continue to harp on, on animal protein and fish, particularly animal, because so many women I work with, they're just eating less and less protein. And these are the women that are, they have fatigue, they've lost lacking muscle tone, they're not detoxing estrogen efficiently. And 
it's important. Right. We're omnivores. And the grass and grass finished thing is really yes. important because remember, it's... Yeah, we're not talking conventional. I never talk conventional the food, this program. Yeah, the grass fed. The food source is going to give you what you're deficient in, yes. right? Remember deficiencies, toxicities, and stress, all right? So you're, you're going to eat red mm-hmm. meat, so you're going to su- support that deficiency, right? Or your spirulina or your chicken or whatever. Right. You don't want to go adding a toxicity to it, right? Because... Deficiency, toxicity, and stress. <laughs> so if we're over here right. eating conventional meat that's been full of antibiotics and been fed, uh, you know, wheat corn, corn or, or wheat that's been sprayed with glyphosate or corn that's been impregnated yeah. with glyphosate, that's giving you a toxicity. So that's why we want to cover that category. You know, you don't want to be eating meat that's got toxins in it. So I know that most of you, your listeners probably know that, but it just bears repeating because... That's why it's worth the extra money. And you'll notice, even though, you know, you probably eat smaller portions of those meats, Mm -hmm. far more nutrient dense, and you're going to feel fuller on meat that is finished properly. It doesn't take as much. So price, I think, balances out because you're nutrient dense in food that's like that. Yes, very much so. I I think, you know, I don't want to get off on a a tangent here, Mm -hmm. but... People eat a lot of takeout Mm -hmm. and a lot of processed and they'll pick up food and the quality of that is, or they go out to eat. Mm -hmm. It's not the same quality than what you cook at home. So much of what you get out, even at Whole Foods at their salad bar, Mm -hmm. they use seed oils. They use vegetable oils that are high in omega-6s. That's the last thing that you need. You want the omega-3s. So what I'd like to focus a little on, you know, we're talking about supporting the mitochondria, the energy sites in every cell in our body. Mm -hmm. We're talking about how do we open up detoxification because a big symptom of not being able to detox is feeling fatigue. Mm -hmm. That's a huge symptom. 100%. So we've discussed getting good quality protein in your diet taking a good multivitamin, making sure that you're to the best of your ability. Mm-hmm. And I know it can be challenging. Buy as much organic as you can mm-hmm. in terms of vegetables. Mm-hmm. And if you want to get clear on like, well, what can I buy that's non-organic? Go to the environmentalworkinggroup.org, ewg.org, mm-hmm. and they will list the dirty dozen. Mm-hmm which are, you know, veggies that you want to stay away from because they're high in pesticides and genetically modified. Mm-hmm. And then they'll list vitamin, uh, vitamins. Then they'll list supplements that actually they do, they do list supplements, but they will list vegetables that are safe mm-hmm. that you can, that are very, very low in pesticides yeah, so, because it's, it's really difficult. So you get a hard, you get like a, a full stop. No, I'm not going to ever eat off the dirty dozen full stop. And then you do the, well, okay, if I have to not eat organic because I need to watch my budget a little bit, you go to the the clean list and you can go, okay. Yeah. And you you know, when people's budgets, you got to do the best you can. I do strongly say if you're going to, when you eat meat, you've got to really aim for the pastured and the grass fed. And and it's it's really, it's it's essential. Don't cheat. Yeah. Don't cheat there. I mean, the quality makes such a difference. Well, going, just circling around for two seconds back to, you know, your intro. This is like a really a passionate thing for me because you you mentioned the early onset dementia, you know, that this Mm -hmm. was the statistic that was published by the Blue Cross Blue Shield 
insurance company (laughs) that there was this huge uptick and and it was early onset dementia dementia ages group 30 to 64 but the highest group affected the ones that were the highest the the population that saw it the most was 45 and old 45 to 54 so at 45 years old can you imagine having dementia (laughs) That's a big deal. And I've mm-hmm. done the raw data on the new five-year spectral. Like, so they haven't published mm-hmm. like Blue Cross Blue Shield has done already, but they do have the numbers. And I ran those numbers mm-hmm. and that's, it's higher than that. It's in the 800% increase range. So it's a huge problem. And the reason I bring this up and circle us back is because Please dementia, do. it's terrifying to consider that you might get dementia at 40. It's not, it's terrifying to think of it at 60, right? Mm -hmm. And the reality of it is, is the first, the disease actually begins 20 years before the first symptoms. So you are starting to have neurological changes in your brain 20. 20 years before the first symptom. You know, that's a, that makes this really relevant. You know, if you, if there's one thing I think that's more terrifying than anything to me is being alive with a, with my brain not working, you know, like just yeah. living in, uh, you know, in a nursing home somewhere, you know. So right. I think that supporting the brain, the brain is on fire. Chronic fatigue, chronic fatigue is your brain on fire. Long haul COVID is your brain on fire. It's low grade inf- inflammation of your neurons that is going to cause destruction. And it is, is reversible. When you're here and you're, you've got the resources and you've got your mind, you, you have the ability to start reversing some of that. And that's why it's so, so, so important. I, I mean, I just really want to emphasize it because I really want women to have, you know, the freedom to live and enjoy their life. They've worked so hard for it. Most of my clients are professional women. They've worked really hard all of their life. <laughs> and that would just be debilitating. I mean, it's just it's terrible. It's terrible to think that at, you're now you're at retirement and your mind is gone, you know? So yeah. I, I want women to have liberty and freedom for as long as possible. And so, you know, starting to do this mitochondrial support, starting to do detoxification, starting to implement that lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. It's the li- it, it starts with lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And I want to touch on, I know women are going, yeah, but what do I do? Mm-hmm. What do Mm -hmm, I do? mm -hmm. And I feel that we're going to touch on things right now because I want to do that moving Mm -hmm. forward. But I also say to women, it's sometimes to tweak what you need, you working with a health practitioner Mm -hmm. to customize what do you need? Mm -hmm. What tests do you need that are going to give us a better picture Mm -hmm. of how to support you Mm -hmm. is invaluable. I've had a lot of people come to me and they're like, they, I've got chronic fatigue and yeah, I don't, I don't think I have Lyme or, you know, or I don't think I have anything like that. I'm like, well, you know, based on what we've seen on your assessment, let's just test it. And every time, every time they have it, that, and I've seen some, I had one client refer to me who is um, in another country and I was like, oh, you're toxic his self-assessment was horrendous. And, mm. and this is like one of my only men, but he had, there are 10 categories, sorry, 12 categories of toxins that we assess. And he had 10 categories of toxins positive. He had 
all the mycotoxins, and this was ten of the environmental. So he, this guy, this guy was a disaster. Sounds like the client I discussed with you. Uh, yeah, he's yeah. a disaster. Yeah. And and you know why I mention is because it helps to know what you're dealing with. What yes. am I trying to get out of the body? What am I trying to address? Is it, you know, what kind of is it lead? Do I have heavy metal in my body? Do I have a ton of mercury and you have a bunch of amalgams? I had one person who was like, oh yeah, in the eighties, I used to, I used to stand inside of the fuel drums of the airplanes and paint them <laughs> with, oh, no, yeah, with no like Jeez. ventilation. Cause back in the eighties, they didn't care. The guy was disaster. Right. He had a heart attack when he was, you know, 48 years old. I mean, so, you know, the toxins are, what, what are we dealing with and what do we need to liberate and how do we do that safely? That's really important. And that just yeah. to circle one more time back to the why you juice fast isn't the answer. I have one, right. one friend, and this is a friend who um, I, I suspected she had Lyme and she was just determined to get detox after her third baby. She was like, I'm going to detox. So she she started a, uh, like a vitamin detox and started juicing all at the same time because she was just going to just push through and just get it done. She was in bed by the third day. She could not move. And this was not a mom who who was lazy and laid in bed ever, 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 ever. <laughs> like she called me and she said, I am, I'm dying. I think I need to go to the emergency room. I think I need to go to the doctor. Excuse me. I think I need to see somebody. There's something wrong with me. I cannot get out. I'm in so much pain. My joints hurt. My neck hurts. Everything hurts. And I can't get out of bed. And I was like, what did you do? <laughs> and she said, she told me what she did. And I was like, this is insane. Th th that's not normal. You can't push. Do that. You can't push. All no. And that's another and thing that I, I think is really important. She hadn't prepped you can't her gut. Push no. all this. Right. So back to our last podcast, she hadn't prepped her gut well. Um, and so, of course, we did some manipulations to try to boost her glutathione, and we did, and she was fine. But it was it was terrifying. I mean, she really was in bed, like really debilitated by it. So don't don't just jump off the deep end and blindly push into a juice fast. You know, maybe do some guidance. Maybe prep your gut first. There's a lot, and lot even that you, you people need guidance. Mm -hmm. Because you want to specifically fig find out or figure out, do they need to enhance bile flow? Mm -hmm. And what is best for that person? Bile is produced by the liver. It's stored in the gallbladder. It's important mm -hmm. to how you detox. And, and I've mentioned in the past, it's important bile to pull estrogens out of the, the, the body. Right. And when there's bile congestion, I see I see that a lot with estrogen dominance issues. I see that with endometriosis. I see it with PCOS. I see it with PMS. I, I you know right. all of us we need some help. So what I want to circle back and 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 give people some concrete things they can do. Mm -hmm. And just to reiterate, looking at the way you're you're eating, looking at sleep. I really in you know I really encourage people to be aiming for not getting into bed and then for eight hours, I want you to sleep for eight hours. Mm -hmm. I actually need close to nine. That's just the way my body yeah. works. Looking at stress. Mm -hmm. Stress just ravages the mitochondria, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And as you were discussing, those, you know, those chronic infections. And there's other, you know, root causes. And I'll just bring this yeah. up. Because it's near and dear and it's something, a yeah. journey I'm walking myself as a holistic practitioner. But, um, you know, different devices that are placed in your body, even joint implants, 
in my case, it's breast implants. My breast implants mm-hmm. are 20 years old. I got them when I was 20 after nursing my second baby. And, you know, it, we have a journey to walk and that was just part of it. I, I nursed my babies and my boobs went away. So I got implants and think anything of it, but the, uh, the hormonal effects of breast implants, it, it will affect your liver. It will affect your detoxification pathways a hundred percent. There is um, so much information now on breast implants and FDA is trying to walk that fine line of, you know, here's what we recommend and here's when you need to have them out. And, you know, by the way, there's uh, certain cancers linked to breast implants um, and you need to know. So the public's starting to know, but these are things that are important to consider too. Like take inventory, take inventory of your environment, take inventory of your body. For me, my autoimmune disease is trying to creep its way back despite all the work that I do. I have an infrared sauna. Before I knew any better, I used to get in the infrared sauna with my breast implants. Do you know that helps like cause leakage of the chemistry of your implants, your silicone into your body and causes hormonal disruption? I think I got worse when I got in my my sauna. Um, these are big mm. deals. This is stuff you need to think about. And yeah, I'm having mine out soon. So <laughs> I am so I want I was hoping you would tell people yeah. this and I'm gonna have you back in a few months to talk but about I, your journey. Yes, yeah, Sandy's makes, having them removed. It makes a difference because I'll tell you, I I had a had a period where I was like, okay, I think something's not right. You know, I'm supporting everything, I'm doing all the things. I, let me just try a glutathione uh, infusion. And it made me worse. I felt horrible mm. <laughs> because the implants are blocking the 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 backup pathways. Like I couldn't sulfate. Um, let's to not get too technical, but I couldn't sulfate well, and because of the the way the silicone was affecting my liver, and so and the the glutathione actually made me feel horrible. Like I, my joints hurt, my brain hurt. I didn't sleep well when I got this extra humongous boost of glutathione and I would link that to my implants. Um, and that, that I, even though I'm trying to stay on top of all of my liver pathways, I can't stay on top of what's in my body. <laughs> so, you know, taking yeah. inventory yeah. of yourself, your food, your environment, uh, you know, check out mm-hmm. your pantry, see what, keep a journal of what you're eating. Are you getting good amino acids in your diet? You need them. Are you eating living from protein? Are you eating nice leafy greens? Like, and I'm not just saying go crazy on kale, but you know, kale and 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 cruciferous vegetables. Broccoli. Yeah. Oh man. Broccoli. Cruciferous. Cruciferous. So, you know, check your, the basic things you can do very, very, very practical are the basics, right? Check your water. Is it, are you drinking tap water? (laughs) Are you drinking purified bottled water that, that you don't know where the source is? What kind of filter do you have? I mean, this is a big deal. You know, are you in a moldy environment? And then check your, go through your pantry. Are you eating garbage? Like, do you have a lot of processed food in your diet? Those are all the basic steps you can take. Then, you know, supplement. Yes, absolutely. Let's consider maybe doing some binders, maybe doing some. And cosmetics. I want to, this is some things that I want to interject. Yeah. People, 100%. it's wild. You know, I'll see it while I'm on a, a, you know, on a session with with someone. Is and I saw it when I was on a session with somebody that was in England. I was like, oh, you have a little mm-hmm. little air freshener mm-hmm. that, what, plugged into your wall. Yeah. So the things that we yeah. want to look at, we just take for granted. Hundred percent. Yeah. Don't. I'm going to state obvious things. People don't realize this. Please don't use saran wrap or aluminum foil. 
or or to store your things your stuff up in the microwave yes, in plastic. And, and don't don't eat plastic <laughs> yeah also air fresheners you know those little pine cones that hang from those little trees that hang on, on your car mm-hmm. these are endocrine disruptors mm-hmm. look at your cosmetics i've had clients change their diets but they weren't changing their self-care products mm-hmm. look at the 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 body lotions you're using Look at the hair, your shampoo and your conditioners. Mm-hmm. Look at your cosmetics. The cosmetics and self-care, skin care products are the biggest endocrine disruptors, yes, particularly for teenagers. Mm-hmm. So people are like, well, what are the things I can do? Anything that you put on your skin, mm-hmm. you want to make sure it's something you could actually eat. You want to pay attention to your your products, yes. what you're using to clean your house. Yes. Mm-hmm. People don't. I see this. I'll Vinegar be working with someone. Essential oils. <laughs> yeah, essential. We'll do. We'll do something on that. But what people can do? Look at everything that you have in your environment. Mm-hmm. Make sure you're not cleaning your rugs mm-hmm. with industrial chemicals. Mm-hmm. Yep. So there, there's a lot. Sandy and I touched on on binders. Binders are things that may have fulvic or humic acid in it or charcoal or clay. There's a variety of things. Mm -hmm. And, you know, finding what is the right one for you, that's where a practitioner really comes in and can guide you. Yeah, that's our job, right? Best way. There's so I said this to I say this almost all the time to clients. I'm like, there's a lot of information. You can be an expert in kind of an expert, a semi-expert in almost anything if you just Google everything. But the problem is, is where do you start? Where do you start? And if you start, the order of operations is what matters. The order of operations matters. And so if you start, if you start, you know, um, throwing spaghetti at the wall, I like to say, just seeing what Google Mm -hmm. says and just trying it out, you know, yeah, you can do that. But the guiding you're going to get in trouble the guiding makes it saves you time saves you money and it protects you so the guidance is really helpful and invaluable and i highly encourage people to seek out a- and and something that i want to bring up people can take coq10 mm-hmm. and coq10 aside from b vitamins and a multivitamin and taking good fish oils how much do you recommend in coq10 daily for people mm, you're asking me dosages two, i think about one to two hundred right yeah, yeah, I would say conservative. Like 200 is a safe If you're on a statin, please. definitely 200. <laughs> well, on a statin, I do 400. Yeah. Yeah. But again, we wanted to give you a foundation. Mm-hmm. And there's so much all of you ladies can do at home. Mm-hmm. And making sure you're getting sleep. Look at the food you eat. The food you eat is fueling your mitochondria yeah. or compromising it. Look at your house. Spend an afternoon. Just walk through the house and going, what the heck is this plastic thing in the wall? Right. I'm going to pull it out. Mm-hmm. Right. There's a variety of factors. Start so with the I basics. always start, start with, the, with basics. the basics. That's why and, my company and I, is called I feel, Clean Living Basics. <laughs> and yes. I think today's conversation was just to to be an eye opener for people. When we are detoxing, mm-hmm. it doesn't happen overnight. Mm-hmm. It can take months, mm-hmm. months to, you know, a combination of diet and lifestyle and the way we're thinking, combining 
saunas and making sure that we're sweating, but it takes time. You can't purge this stuff that has been in your system for decades overnight. Mm -hmm. You will get deathly ill. So you have to do it in stages and honor what the body needs. Yeah, that's a good way. Any closing uh, words? No, I think you, you nailed it. It's just clean living basics. Just do the, yeah. start with the basics. You you have the you've got the power to do this. Let's do this, ladies. Absolutely. You've got the power to do this. So Absolutely. Start, start with the basics. That will keep you from the overwhelm because it, it sometimes mm-hmm. in these conversations we can go, whoa. <laughs> like what that was a lot of information and I can't implement. I just sucked from a fire hydrant. Let's uh where do I start? So the fire <laughs> hydrant's turned off right now. Let's start with a sprinkler and start with, you know, what you have in your immediate control. And that's just checking Absolutely. like you, like Meg said, check your environment. Start with start with a journal. Pay attention to what you eat. Notice your pantry, check your air, check your food, check your water. And one more thing, mm-hmm. please don't dry clean your clothes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, no right. this is huge. Yeah. This is really huge. Mm-hmm. Dry cleaning is so toxic. Yep. It's very toxic. So, ladies, thank you so much for hanging out on the couches with me today. And thank you for making room for the newbies that have joined us on the Hormone Lifestyle Zone. If you would like to reach Sandy, I'm going to have her contact info in my show notes again. If you would like to reach out and work with me, you can always find all my contact information at megrichichi.com. Megrichichi.com. I always, or PCOSrevolution.com if you're dealing with PCOS issues. Would love to hear from you. And feel free to email me with any suggestions that you might have for the show. Again, all my contact info is on my website, so you can uh, reach me through there. And I want to thank everyone for being here today. Take good care of your precious little mitochondria. Take good care of that sweet liver. Take good care of that sweet heart. And thank you for having, see you. thank you for the privilege of having me on to talk about oh, the thing I just enjoy talking about. I know you. I can love. talk about it all day long, as you see when I know, we call. She's really good. <laughs> no, I, I really, I know it sounds like I'm plugging you because I am. <sighs> you are like so extraordinary when it comes to chronic fatigue and Lyme. Oh, thank you. And I didn't go into it, but I'm working with Sandy, and I've had some issues and uh, chronic shoulder pain that I've had probably related to some lime is gone. And I've had that for a long time. So she's the real deal. I go to good practitioners when I need help. And this is who I speak to for me. Likewise. <laughs> and thank you, love. Okay, everyone, God bless. I will see you soon. Take good care. And thank you for joining me on the Hormone Lifestyle Zone. <laughs>